Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marvel Movie Talk right here on Geekscape. Very excited to talk about Loki, season two, episode four, uh, here on our show today. And as always, I am Christian Blatt, joined by the the Council of Marvel Movie Talk Next to me, for those on your screen, our pal Nate Miller. Nate, thank you for being here. Hello. And and in the center square, Jim J. Bullock, Eric Connor. Greetings, one and all. Lovely and to see a, you. And of course, where would sunshine be without its rays? The one, the only, Miss Minutes himself. Michael Shirley. Hello, sir. Thank you for being here with us. You're very welcome. And, uh, you know, I, um, I, it's a little sad compared to last week. I've still got Loki sauce, but uh, nothing to dip in it today. So uh, I kept looking out the window and uh, Eric did not drive by. Oh, oh, I'm uh, I'm sorry. Maybe if you left me more than a two star review last time. Well, it was cold by the time I got my food last week. In any case, uh, I uh, and uh, by the way, our, our pal David Brody will be joining us again this week uh, momentarily. I got a text from him that was confusing. He was running late. I think he was grooming Dog the Bounty Hunter, but that might be wrong. Uh, we'll, we'll ask him when he gets here. Wait. Um, well, I think I might have read it wrong. But um, let's uh, start with uh, Nate. Uh, Episode three ended with, oh, you're not going to like what I had to say. And unlike um, almost every show you ever watch, uh, they start right at that moment. And uh, there's a there was a lot packed in from there in uh, in terms of uh, really moving the story along. What were your thoughts? Big picture overall on episode four, Nate? Um, I liked it. I I have really been enjoying the pace it does feel like there's kind of a lot crammed into 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 all of these episodes but i I much prefer that than the feeling like we're watching a bunch of filler um i think the performances are good uh not a lot but a little bit of kind of character progression um and it felt like a very good uh penultimate episode for the season um i i liked it i liked a lot well Unless I'm mistaken, I think there's two more because this is episode. Oh, four. is there? Yeah. Oh, I th- okay. Well, then but, even more so. I'm surprised yeah. at uh, how much they kind of uh, shook things up, especially with the end of the episode. Yeah, no, I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. And uh, Eric, 
what are uh, some of your big picture thoughts? We'll go into Pacifics in a little bit. Specifics, sure. Stephen. Uh, my Pacific thought is I, I thought <laughs> the ending was tremendous. Uh, we'll, we'll go in deeper on that, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, you, you know, I think this ep- this show is still to me, um, despite or because of Michael Shirley's feelings about the show, only it kind of deepens my love uh, for <laughs> it. Uh, I, I, I think I do have some issues with some of the, pl- the pacing along the way. Though I agree with you, Nate, that I, I think it compared to other Marvel shows, this one at least has a real energy to it. And uh, I, I, if it actually, I think also has taken advantage of the sort of model of TV in ways better than most of the TV series that Marvel's done. But um, yeah, I, I will be sad when the season wraps up, to be honest, because I've, I, I've, despite some hiccups, I think it's been a real fun ride once again. And uh, I, I do hope this is not the end of Loki. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Michael we, feels the opposite. Christian, can we make that a drop, that sound he just uh, made? Just <laughs> Michael going, ugh. Uh, yeah, we can. Uh, and uh, I want to let everyone know we're, uh, we're not playing uh, America's favorite new game just yet. Uh, so <laughs> we, we will find out uh, what, what Michael liked. Uh, Craig has a really good idea. I have some thoughts. Um, I, I want to wait for uh, Mr. Brody to be here, especially since uh, he was the one who uh, helped us craft the game everybody's playing at home. But, uh, Michael, I like to think that your viewing of this show, it's a lot like the the power surges at the TVA, the way the lights keep flickering on and off, and then it's in the dark. And ultimately... Michael, you would just be happier if you got cubed by the uh, before the hour was over because you're like, well, at least I didn't have to finish it. Is is that is that even close to an approximation for how you're feeling, Michael? I want to do some cubing. <laughs> uh, I agree with Eric that the end. Well, it could have been great if that was the end of the series and they're all just Fair. dying. <laughs> Okay. That would have been a great. I would have said this show is great, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, with us now is uh, David Brody. Uh, David, uh, I, I, uh, I think I misread your text. And my understanding was that you were running late because you were grooming Dog the Bounty Hunter, but perhaps I, uh, I didn't quite uh, read close enough that might actually yeah. be the case no that's right i started him when he was young and he's okay. into all the things i <laughs> oh. wanted him to be into it's not even what <laughs> i meant oh. <laughs> i meant you were shaving his head uh that's perfect well thank you uh anyway yeah. i'm glad that uh you're here uh and i think there's no time like the present we actually have a poster for it now thanks to eric connor oh, uh, awesome. it, it is time to play America's favorite new game do, show. Do, 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 do. Oh my God. What did Michael X Shirley write? And yeah, if you, can, if you can send that to me with the match game attached to it for next week, Eric, that would be great. Um, there's uh, there's some thoughts, in all honesty, uh, in, in the chat and, and beyond uh, for some of the things that Michael might have enjoyed more than others. 
and we will uh, we will go round uh, and see what everybody thinks. But uh, David, I do want to ask you first, just sort of overall thoughts. We'll go into specifics and Pacifics as we established earlier. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your uh, big picture thoughts, David? Well, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I'm very curious as to what's going on with the two Lokis because one one pruned the other one and said, yes. don't worry, it'll all make sense, but it didn't make sense right in the moment. The no, ending was unbelievable. Um, the whole episode was, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think Victor Timely is not dead. You know, we'll get into specifics. I liked Correct. it. I thought there were a lot of cliffhangers, a lot of what just happened, what am I watching moments. And uh, I think it moved the plot forward. And I, I really enjoyed OB's interaction with uh, with uh, Timely. He so I had a lot timely, to like. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, had a lot, I had a lot to like in the episode overall, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and uh, I think that uh, there's a number of characters who we can uh, address whether or not uh, they are who they seem and uh, what might be going there. Uh, our pal Craig Robinson uh, in the chat, uh, checking in from across the pond, has the uh, same thought that I did and that what Michael enjoyed most, and remember, we'll all guess before Michael comments, but uh, I like to think that he watched with glee the same way miss minutes did as uh quite a few people on the screen were uh reduced uh to a, a tiny little box and uh this is just one freeze frame there are different levels of glee on her face weren't there eric but you chose this one to send to me yeah i, I kind of like the sort of sly grin she has and and christian i i had the exact same thought it was one of the reasons i send this to you is because i think Aside from that end that Michael just explained he enjoyed, so we might have just had a spoiler alert for our game. That's okay. I, I think yeah. this moment here feels like Michael felt seen, you know, like <laughs> on screen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, it's uh, absolutely a possibility. Um, what do you think, Nate? Is there anything that as you were watching, and it can be the same thing that we thought, was there anything as you were watching where you were like, oh yeah, this this seems like uh, this speaks to Michael Shirley? Um, I mean, I definitely had that thought when I, when the miss means miss the the cubing was going yeah. on. Um, but for the sake of diversity, uh, I think the uh, spaghettification of Victor Timely was probably. Yes. Pretty enjoyable for Michael. That 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 is definitely fun. And uh, uh, Eric, you uh, sent me another uh, cubed group of uh, super powered individuals oh, that it's, uh, it's, you thought that it reminded you of. Which, of course, I was going to say it's from Superman Two, but this is actually from the beginning of Superman One, Superman setting one, up yeah. Superman Two. Yes, uh, but uh, in, in any case, uh, yeah, the spaghettification uh, also another thing that uh, you know Eric was very busy with the. Uh, well, I don't know. Do you just point your phone at the TV or do you actually like grab these from uh, Disney Plus? I wonder how much effort you put into this. As, as little as possible. So yeah, whatever's closest to my hand. No, don't read into that statement. Uh, that's what I grab. <laughs> don't read into that statement either. That, ex that explains the Miss Minutes part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, are uh, you going with the with with the majority? Uh, did you did you pick a scene, or do you, are you with me, Eric? Uh, do you think it's that Miss Minute scene, or are you with Nate and you think it's uh, Spaghetti Arm Timely? <laughs> 
By the way, that frame is amazing. Um, it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, because it also looks like there's sauce in the bottom of it, too. So it's it's a very complete oh, meal. Loki uh, sauce. <laughs> oh, speaking of, by the way, I do. I brought my sauce as well. Oh. And I'm going to try with pickle flavored potato chips. Oh, yeah. is, oh, no, it's going to be amazing. Oh, my gosh. No, nah, I'm oh. here for it. I didn't, um, I didn't know I, that we were turning into a snack stream. Okay, great. Yeah. Becoming like a Japanese game show. Uh, no, so basically, yeah, this Miss Minutes, her glee and joy, and also specifically something I thought Michael would really like too the, the sound, because they didn't really show blood. But if when you hear the sound of the blood dripping out of the cube and it held on what's his name's face for that, I thought that might be a moment Michael liked as well, depending on if he had a good sound system, which I bet he does. Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he has the best. Bows, baby, well, bows. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, what do you think, uh, David? What do you think would uh, be the standout from this episode for Michael Shirley? You can you can go with any of the pre-existing votes. Right, uh, you right. can uh, cast a you know a dark horse candidate where wherever you feel like uh, it would stand out for him. Well, I thought Michael may have liked, but not his first choice. May have liked when Miss Minutes had all that attitude and said, access denied. I thought he would have liked that. <laughs> um, but I went with, because because that may be more his persona. He like you know, thought he liked the attitude. But based on the fact he doesn't like the show, uh, a similar offshoot to some of the other comments, my thought was he liked the sound of the bones cracking inside the cube. Yeah. That wow. when, it was the, when the camera was on X5 or B5, whatever his name is, and all you heard was the cracking of the bones. I think that's the moment he went, yes! So, so you think of him as um, McKee uh, de Shirley. You know, you think he's, uh, the you know, one of the biggest masochists is really what you're thinking. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, pain, Cammy Egan uh, just threw up her lunch <laughs> a little bit at the thought of p- pickle chips and Loki sauce. The Loki sauce is honestly not the thing to uh, be uncomfortable about. Wasn't that a, a Peter Brady line, a pickle chips and Loki sauce? <laughs> I think I think it might be. So, uh well, Michael, with without uh any further ado, please tell us what stood out for you in this episode. I thought you guys were going to get this like right on. I thought it was a dead giveaway. No one wants to change. All the right. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm sorry. Tail. Your your answers are locked in. Those are final yeah. answers. Okay. Well, who wants to be a millionaire? There's no the, change. The, wait, I know this. The list of Swedish voice actors. No. <laughs> My favorite part was like the two, three seconds when I thought Loki was being pruned, like yeah. he was like evaporating, and then I oh, see that make sense actually the other Loki behind him. And I literally yeah. started screaming, no! <laughs> <sighs> you know what? So that, it, it was the death of the character. We were all close. No, we honestly should have gotten it. And uh, <laughs> you're right. It was literally right there in front of us. And uh, uh, But now that we're talking about it, what did you think about uh, about Miss Minutes uh, bringing some real attitude into this show? Uh, you know, really this season more so than last year, but... I think uh, we really we really got to spend a, a little bit more time within the 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 depths of Miss Minutes in this episode. Uh, I think everything going on with her is really creepy and weird and strange, and I don't like her. Hmm. Would you like her if she did kill Loki in say episode five? <laughs> 
would yeah. that, just change, that would just change your opinion entirely. Yeah, right? yeah MVP. <laughs> yeah, but you could say that about any character. So yeah, <laughs> that that's a, that's a great point. <laughs> I like I like that it's really just a uh, split screen of uh, Michael and Miss Minutes, and Miss Minutes, of course, being the real star of of this episode. Uh, yeah, I uh, and uh, <laughs> Eric, you could just tape that the miss minutes to your camera uh well let's uh talk sort of about uh you know this idea that you know so the big reveal we'll kind of go through this episode a little bit the big reveal was that um he who remains uh lied uh specifically to renslayer uh letting her think that uh you know she was gonna rule all time with him but uh i don't know i don't think uh she should have been surprised the only thing is that she was surprised because she had all of her memories erased. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's sort of go through and see what everybody thinks about Renslayer in uh, this episode. And uh, starting with Nate, I'm going to ask, do you think she's gone for real for real or uh, will we see her again in the next two episodes? No, we'll definitely see her again. I mean, we already know that the, the pruning is not killing. It's just yeah. sending them to the end of time into that void space where Elias is, right? And like yeah. Not only is she going to be there, but uh so is that Loki that was time slipping uh that just that we just saw got pruned, which is the same scene that we saw in the first episode when he was time slipping. So there's a little there's a lot of weird time travel stuff in this episode, even more so than we've dealt with before. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just the next two episodes are going to also continue that trend of getting more and more like, all right, like they're kind of still fleshing out this idea of it being a circle. And we're seeing more. This episode had the first concrete time where, unless I'm mistaken, we saw a scene that we had seen before from a different angle. Um, uh, I, I We definitely had that. Uh, you, yeah, Sylvie opening the elevator and, and then yeah, Loki sneaks up behind Loki and prunes Loki. Uh, I do believe that that's exactly, you know, and we've had the, the phone ringing in episode one. So we got to see who yeah. was on the uh, other end of that phone call. And uh, our pal Craig Robinson said, as a shame it wasn't Morpheus from outside the Matrix on the other end of the phone, which uh, I did love boy, though that. that there was a lot of like kind of horror like thriller vibes in this episode and like the score and the shots and stuff. And I love that there was that whole thing with the phone and he picks up the phone and he's like, what's taking you guys so long? It was just like a normal <laughs> call. From over right out. I thought that was just a really good misdirect of like, and a nice kind of a relief of tension that they had, they had been building up. Um, but to get back to Renslayer. Yeah. I think that she is very important. We're going to see in this whole cycle of the loop. There's a reason why she was left in charge of the TVA after the last memory wipe. Um, and I think especially now that she knows how one of those loops ends for her, that she might do something different this time, which I think is what's going to create the events that lead into, you know, the Kang Dynasty movie stuff. Um, <clears throat> but she's especially like when when they play that little video back that she's watching before she gets her mind wiped um and she talks about how like i forget exactly what she says she's like right by his side why she chose him to, to ally with him in in yeah. the multiversal war presumably um so if we're following by the logic of 
everything is circle and everything that we've seen at the end is still going to happen, that that point is still going to happen post her getting her mind wiped. So since she is pruned and in the void end of time, if at some point there she meets another version of Kang or something, that's, I'm assuming, who becomes he who remains and she helps them win the war by using the knowledge she already knows. Something like that. All I know is that she is very important to Kang's story um, and her getting pruned is not like, oh, she's dead, she's gone. It's just putting her in another space you know, until that part of the story device becomes relevant again. Right, exactly. And also, I want to give Nate credit. You used the the, uh, allegory last week, the snake eating its own tail, which was then, uh, you know, discussed within this own episode as it relates to the TVA handbook, the fact that Victor Timely wrote it, but he told uh, OB how to write it, having already read the handbook that OB read, which is exhausting to try and take it all in. Um, that's that's why I don't time travel because it's uh, it's just too hard to keep track of uh, how it all makes sense. Uh, David Brody, uh, your thoughts on uh, Ren Slayer, the big reveal that we get at the beginning of the episode, and uh, sort of you know the. The seeming demise, but really just, you know, neutralizing her in this specific episode, David. Well, if it's if it's anything to do with her comic book role, then, yes, she has a lot more to do, as I'm sure, right. you know, Nate knows he referenced her comic book life, I believe, last week. Um, she, I like the, the thought that maybe she runs into a version of He Who Remains in the void, right, where she got pruned. Uh, and, and that's how, you know, because she knows everything, much like the handbook. She knows everything that's going to happen so she can help win again because she knows how they won or if she remembers how they won because she had her mind wiped. So what she remembers about winning is hard to say. Uh, right. But as far as like the, 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 the book thing, who wrote the book, you know, yeah. and who, that it's hard to follow. I mean, I followed it, but then <laughs> if, you tr- if you try to think about it, your head will hurt because there is no answer to who wrote it. Correct. Based on what they've shown you so far. Unless someone else wrote it, and and then, you know, I mean, don't worry remains. about it. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, you know, it, some of us are trying to understand the show. I like to believe that Ob wrote it the first time before the, you know, before anything else, and I, I'm standing by well, that because it's easy. No, I don't it, have to think of it. What's established is Ob wrote the book. Yes, but he wrote the book based on stuff that Victor Timely told him. Correct. Okay. And Victor Timely told him stuff that was based on the book that Obi wrote. Right. Very so chicken it, or the egg. So yeah, I'm yeah. going, I'm, so I'm going back. All right. I guess I'll have to go back to Victor Timely then. Yeah. <laughs> there it's, you a, go. it's a paradoxical, like, yeah. it's, it, it's, it, it's not like a wavy, like, it's like this. Like, it, it just kind of always was, at, at least within the timeline that they have been operating in. Once. Right the loom explodes and the times all these timelines are no longer restricted. Who knows what is going to happen to that cycle. Um, But within the cycle that they have so far existed in, Obi wrote it from what timely taught him and timely taught him from what Obi wrote. So like there really is no first or last, at least from what we understand. Right. I think that's, that's what they're trying to, uh, to definitely uh, establish. Well, unless Kang wrote it, 
went back oh. in time and pretended to be Victor Timely, knowing that there would be a Victor Timely created, pretended to be Victor Timely, wrote the book, gave it to Obi, and then set well, in motion Victor Timely being created. Well, I think that uh, that does bring up uh, the sort of important last words of Miss Minutes before she's taken offline, which is telling Victor Timely, you'll never be him, you know, just sort of reminding him yeah. that, uh, you know, he's a he's a variant and he's not he who remains. Presumably, he's also not Kang. He's not Ramatut. He's not Amortis. You know, he's none of those. He Victor Timely is his his own being in variation of that but uh, we can we can uh kick that around a, a little bit more uh i wanted to uh show uh this image that our pal eric shared with me which of course is the spaghetti arms in uh dr strange and the multiverse of madness and craig robinson wanted to ask if victor timely was turned into spaghetti because he got fantastic four dr doom radiation vibes is this what leads to he who remains uh, I'll, I'll ask you on that, Eric, and I also want to get your thoughts on Renslayer. One thing I, I, when I was watching this episode, I was actually struck that it, it felt closer to some of the imagery from Doctor Strange uh, and mm -hmm. the Multiverse of Madness. So there was this one exterior shot I also sent uh, from Doctor Strange that just visually looked so much like this. And the spaghetti arms thing I don't think is a coincidence either so i think it was actually doing starting to do something i've been you know since really season one of loki uh, or i'm sorry i should say post season one of loki which is like well if you're gonna multiverse then why not use this show which is kind of at the center of the multiverse literally with that loom like why not like actually use that as some of the justification for what's happening in all these various films uh, and, and so I thought actually it was kind of smart to sort of lean a little bit into multiverse of madness without hitting it too much on the nose. Like if you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. I don't think it's an accident though, that unless they just went to the same effects guys and like, Oh yeah, you know how much my, well, we got that spaghetti effect. We'll just put him <laughs> through the spaghetti maker instead. Yeah. I, but uh, for our, our visual audience, uh, I am sharing the, uh, the exterior that you referenced from multiverse of madness. And yes, I think the aesthetic is clearly established in the MCU and therefore the adjoining the accompanying TV series that this is what these sort of uh, nexus events, these sort of centers of time, space, multiverse connection, uh, you know, the quantum realm, you know, there's definitely a visual feel for all this stuff that uh, it, it feels consistent. So uh, it does ask questions, but uh, I don't have any answers. I couldn't even no figure out who, no. who wrote the TVA handbook. So well, I, I think I'm... I have a theory. I think yes. uh, I think OB wrote the novelization of the TVA. Interesting. And that explains it all. Right. He did the yeah. TV ver or the film version and the other guy did the you know novel. So or the screenplay. It, and I think with that, too, we get into Terminator logic. And that's the fun. The fact that we could argue back and forth about this and have all our virginities grow back because we're talking <laughs> so deep about the, the snake eating its own tail. Uh, and again, Nate, I did think of you when that line was said. I was yeah. like, Nate, they, they don't call him Nate Dog for nothing. I just want to say for the record that that's just what Orboros means. That so the name yeah. like I'm not like a prophet by any means. No, no, like take credit. No, no, you're smart. I no, you're like, a prophet. Oh, he said the thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Christian. 
Yes. I'm so yes, smart. Mr. Brody. In terms of the spaghetti spaghettization of people, the Mr. Fantastic is close, but Ant-Man actually all his replicants did get spaghettified That's in Quantumania the yeah. exact same way as Timely. Oh, right. right, 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 right. Uh, right, the exact same spaghettification. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Fantastic was similar, but Ant-Man, whatever happened to the other Ant-Man um appearances? It, it was uh, more of an it was more of an udon noodle. Yes. Before, right? It was like a thicker noodle, and then they're more Capilini. My fun. Yeah, Capilini, my fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, a- hopefully in episode five, uh, we get ramen noodles. Uh let's bring it back to Renslayer because I want to get your thoughts on that, uh, Eric, before uh before Michael falls asleep. Maybe I Maybe I'm crazy. I thought we already knew some of the things with Renslayer. Like, wasn't the record? Please remind me the recording. Yes, wasn't that yeah. her was episode? I believe episode it? one had the recording in it. Yeah, but yeah. wasn't that her with you? Oh, you go this minutes. Did, did you go back to Georgia, and, Eric? Because or, are so you still signed into the? Are you still like signed into know. the Wi-Fi the in Georgia? There, OB is rebooting him. Mine's being wiped. <laughs> You'll never Eric be him. Out. I, I, I put him in timeout for a second. Uh, he was definitely glitching uh, like Loki in, in episode one. Uh, he's uh, he's literally down the street from me. <laughs> if I just open the window, we should be able to hear from Eric uh, easier. Yeah, it, can you hear me okay? Yeah, well, I put you back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, no, no, I know. Uh, I know I was out, but no, my, uh, apologies. My internet signal the, the, looks actually okay. The last right. thing you said, Eric, was you'll never be him. And then you just went out. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were gone. Yeah, oh. exactly. Um, here, we'll we'll all uh sit really still and you sit still and we'll see we'll see if that helps. Uh I do want to let you so what go ahead and uh and circle back to what your point was and uh, as we're saying each you were talking day. about we heard the message already. Yeah. yeah, and and so I thought that reveal wasn't really much of a re- of a reveal feels like that was kind of stuff we already knew um, or at least assumed. And, and <laughs> wow. I, I think it the really other piece too, I think. Eric Connor oh. is uh, brought to you by spectrum uh, internet. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll back channel with him and, uh, uh, and, and see what we can do to uh, get a better connection with him. It's a uh, Michael, look, the, we have a bit on the show that's built around how much you don't like the show, but as you're watching it, what are your thoughts? You have to think things other than, oh my God, now it's 38 minutes until it's over. Now it's 37. Really? Uh, it, it, no, I'm assuming. If that's what you're thinking, that's fine. And by the way, Craig Robinson comments, uh, time slipping is a bitch. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I stopped the show three times to see how much was left of it. And uh, each time you did it, was it 49 minutes, 48 the minutes? The first time I was minutes? like, oh, the first time I was only like a third of the way through and I was hoping I was like over half. It was a long episode this week. It was like 51 minutes. I actually looked. Yeah. Yeah. I was but that counts. Be- as, as Eric referred to, that counts the, uh, the, the Swedish voice actors, you know, so. I- <laughs> The minutes are very, uh, very misleading. You know, I was so. hoping for a 38, 39, but yeah, whatever. Uh, by the way, uh, Eric, I, I, I have to turn off my background if I want to show it. So, oh, yeah. Eric, <laughs> Eric goes, 
and he shows me that he's got he's like i've got full bars and i'm like look if 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 it's the the uh the router that you picked up out front of big lots from the back of a guy's truck it doesn't matter what it says your connection is eric <laughs> um so who do you hate the least on this show, Michael? Uh, we know uh, Loki is is who you hate the most, or do you hate uh, Sylvie the most? No, I hate Loki the most. For sure. That's what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure we were on the on the right page. Is I, there a character who you can tolerate a little bit more than uh, than some of the others? The lady that's kind of like the go between, the one who walks into the room and sees everyone's been cubed and is like, <gasps> I believe that's B15. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. probably Bingo. the one I can tolerate the most. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, at least, at least we found something and uh, you know, would, would you like to sit and watch people be cubed with miss minutes? You know, uh, no. especially if one of them. No. What if one of them was Loki? Sure. Okay. I, <laughs> I was a little disappointed. They didn't, sh they made all this big, like, like, well, like, are they going to show it? Are they not going to show it? And I saw event. They were just waiting, and they were going to show it happen. I'm surprised we even got the sounds that we got. That was yeah. I, I am surprised. It's still Disney Plus, uh, even though they had characters say shit like twice within two minutes. And if it's not on Disney Plus, I probably don't even notice it. But whenever they do, uh, I I um, I definitely try to pass the swear jar uh, up into the into the screen. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, well, I don't know, uh, Eric, I'm, I'm going to try to let you finish your point. And, nah, uh, it's, I don't know. Now, now it's gone. Yeah, now the moment has passed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I guess it was the lack of surprise, I think to the reveal mm -hmm. was my point. And then the other point was, I I'm glad the loom blew up because we have had so many effing scenes of OB staring at that loom and yelling about yeah. what they need to do. And that has gotten really repetitive. And, Per last time, we were all talking about, like, they have to give OB more than this, because yeah. otherwise, like, they truly could have gotten kind of any actor to play this role. Like, why did they go after him? An actor's truly having a moment to put him in a role where he's just doing the same shtick for, like, multiple episodes right. now. Well, it's a, it's a good way to uh, move over to talking about OB, because, uh, you know, we talked a little bit last week that uh, there's more to him than what he seems. There may be Is there... well, there may be memories that he doesn't know he has. And, uh, you know, I think that the mutual appreciation between he and Victor Timely, it was a little bit more than, you know, can you sign my Disneyland autograph book? You know, I think. Yeah, they need uh, to get a room. <laughs> now that you're right about i agree uh a hundred percent but um i can't remember uh who felt the strongest uh about the idea that uh you know ob is you know in in cahoots with he who remain and that it's all very coordinated um in terms of victor timely i thought getting himself out of the room uh, in that moment to you know give that guy the hot chocolate i thought there was more to it than that but then they bring him into a room and they try and get information out of him. Uh, it's sort of uh, it kind of went on a dead end. You know, it was, it's, it's like one of those if you're doing a doing a maze and you feel like you're getting right there to the end. And it's like, oh, no, that one just goes uh, goes to a dead end. Uh, you know, it, it actually didn't go where you thought. Um, did uh, anybody have similar thoughts about Victor Timely's behavior at the TVA that the obsession with hot chocolate? 
wasn't so much for laughs, but it was actually part of a, of a plan still yet to be revealed or just me. Yeah. I, I thought it was really weird. It, it uh, yeah. I, I'm thinking, Oh, he's going to throw the hot chocolate on the guard and run away yeah. comically or something. Um, yeah. I, 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 I would be very surprised. It does feel kind of like a dead end, but with the way that this show has been written so far, it does make a lot more sense that that is just something that we have not seen fulfilled yet um, because it is kind of a weird, especially with how tight these episodes have been edited. Like you almost couldn't just do without that scene, just have them pick him up. Like it, it, it wouldn't have been that much different. Um, I guess maybe to get him alone so that Brad could get him. But I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I also was like, this is weird. That was weird. That was the one scene that just kind of stuck out to me. Right. And and similar to Loki pruning an earlier version of himself, that is probably something that uh, we'll get more about. I mean, obviously, Spaghetti Arms, Victor Timely, I don't think means the end of Victor Timely. Uh, obviously, uh, something happened out there and, you know, the only thing missing from the end of the episodes was uh, journeys don't stop believing the way that it just all very abruptly ended. It was definitely a Sopranos finale vibe, uh, but I, I did enjoy it, but more so than the Sopranos finale, because I know there's two more episodes. So we're going to get answers. You know, we're going to find out what actually happens after that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm interested in that. Uh, what are uh, your thoughts, Mr. Brody, on OB? I'm not convinced he didn't put Victor Timely in that suit because he, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like he knew that was going to happen. I feel like that was the yeah. plan to get Vic, Victor mm -hmm. Timely serves a purpose. And going into that radiation suit and being you know, slammed with radiation and whatever happened to him, I have to believe was part of the plan. The same way last week I said, it was Obi's plan to get Victor brought to the TVA by saying only his aura could fix this right. situation. I feel like he got him into that situation on purpose. And and just as a side note, the chocolate milk, the hot chocolate scene uh, was a what seemed to me like a scene of convenience. Right? They they had to get him alone, and they had to get right. I agree. I agree. With <laughs> they had to, and and that Brad had to come from the direct direct the back direction of the of the guard that i mean it yeah. was just too convenient that he would sneak up behind the guard at the moment he was drinking the hot chocolate while victor was standing far enough away it, it was just written so he could be kidnapped and what was brad's thought on that they had no idea he'd be in the hallway by himself so it was just a poorly written convenience scene I think, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and unless we, you know, we see things that were edited around that in a future episode, uh, I, I, I agree that it might, it might have just uh, gone to a dead end. Um, speaking of Victor timely, I want to get the thoughts on Victor timely from our own Victor dial up, uh, Eric Connor and see uh, what, what do you think? Sort of about <laughs> My dog's telling you to go F. Well, no, your, look, I look, I know what a Bahamian fan you've been for the last 23 years. So obviously uh, it, it's very difficult to get you near the mic without uh, asking who, who, who. But 
despite that, Eric, uh, yeah. your your thoughts, sort of what we're talking about, uh, you know, Victor Timely being a little bit more in the know, possibly, and uh, OB being a little bit more of a uh, puppet master I think, during all this. Yeah, I, I keep just hoping and hoping and hoping that there is more to OB. And, and you know, what if <laughs> there's not? Uh, I guess that would be the ultimate twist, maybe. Uh, that hot chocolate scene... I, when, the first time I watched it, I, I think I was falling asleep. Nice. And, and I was confused because I <laughs> thought for a second he had done some kind of like mind control stuff. Yeah. Like, I was really like, because he did that thing with like his fingers and they're drinking the hot chocolate and it goes on. And I thought this is when Victor Timely is going to like pull off the mask and reveal, no, I'm actually gang and, and I control everything. And yet, yeah. and then I, I, uh, finished watching it later when I was more awake and I realized, no, it was none of those things. It truly was just a guy enjoying hot chocolate. And yeah. why, it was why did he, strange. Why did he give the hot chocolate to the guard who works there and can have the hot chocolate whenever he wants? Yeah, it's like, oh, have you ever tried this? Yeah, dozens of times. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, How more you like a, some... I'm more of a Sanka guy, but uh, yeah. sure, today will be the day that uh, I tried the hot chocolate, yeah. If I'm putting um, my tinfoil hat on, yeah, this would be excellent uh, evidence that Victor Timely has been conning everybody and does know more about what's going on. Okay. Um, because if we were to presume that he knows what's going on and that he knows that he's supposed to get taken and that he's supposed to go out to get shredded to whatever then happens to him then that could be a sign of him going, okay, I'm now here. You have this because you're about to get zapped. Maybe that's a, a huge stretch, um, but I, I guess well, we'll find out. It, it's not that huge of a stretch to create the situation that led to Renslayer being you know, pruned, you know, as, as she was trying to get her out of the way, you know, if, if he is a, a little bit more in the know, I did like that. They uh, conveniently came up with a way, uh, you know, it's like, well, we have to reboot Miss Minutes, which is fine. Except for the fact that anyone who uses magic will be able to do it. Is that going to be okay? Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for, thanks for putting that in there that uh, clearly the story dictated you needed to use magic. So you had to figure out a, a way around it. Um, and, uh, you know, it was definitely, we had talked about that in a previous episode uh, that episode of our show uh, that, uh, yeah, the, the inability to use magic is a way to, I guess, to uh, slow down uh, Loki a, a little bit, but yeah, I, I feel like the Victor timely, actually knew exactly what was going to happen when he walked through that door to the TVA, that there might be some legitimate disorientation. Um, I do think it's the first time he's actually been there, you know, in this point in his timeline, but that, I don't think that that means that he still didn't know what was going to happen. You know, he's got this book. Who's to say that there's not another book that was presented to him, you know, tossed through the, tossed through the next window, uh, you know, five minutes later that uh, tells him how it's all going to play out. But I guess it uh, really brings us to this idea of so he goes outside to you know help save the TVA, and then there's some kind of cosmic event that uh, ends the episode. What do we think might possibly happen next? Uh, and I, I want to start with the person most invested in the series ending, Michael Shirley. Uh, after that big white flash. And uh, the black screen for a few seconds. 
do you have uh, any hopes for where it opens? Perhaps everyone dressed in black, their head down, and it's Loki's funeral? Uh, Any thoughts for uh, what you would hope the episode five will start with? Well, I kind of want to just pretend like that was the finale. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I think they're all going to be stuck together somewhere, and they're all going to be yeah. just pissed off. Okay, interesting. They'll find really... themselves in some like some other uh, some other timeline. Maybe uh... just like completely black everywhere. I don't know. Maybe they'll end up at the end of time. I don't know. Do you think that uh, they might all end up working at uh, Sylvie's McDonald's and not remember any of this stuff? And then we'll just see them fulfilling. Possibly. I mean, they got two episodes to kill. Uh, (laughs) I don't, I think it could be anywhere. I think they kind of left this open so they could do whatever they wanted. Well, uh, it it could be, could be anywhere. It could be everywhere. It could be a movie that uh, Craig wanted to chime in. He watched everything everywhere all at once for the first time this week, Uh, enjoyed it. And uh, you got to spend some more time with OB, which uh, I think is, is, is always fun. What are uh, you thinking uh, in terms of where we could go next, uh, Nate, sort of, you know, obviously it's, it's wide open completely, you know, we're not going to hold you to anything. You're not, uh, you're not putting money on it. We're just sort of wondering what are some things that come to mind that uh, could possibly be what happens next. Um, I mean, this is exciting for me because this is the stuff that I enjoy most about Marvel, especially in the comics is like the kind of larger cosmic events and the implications of time travel and, uh, you know, the long century spanning plans of supervillains. So I, love the ending i i love that they kind of lost um and i think i think what we're seeing is the the i think the best what there's a reason why they mentioned the snake eating its own tail i think not just because of the name but also because when you're looking at that kind of loop the best way to see where it is a loop is to see that little like indication of a break of the beginning and the end merging together so i think that's what we're seeing is we're seeing the end of the tale of that and i think when we come back it's going to be i think this is probably where the multiversal war starts um yeah and just because of the way time travel work i think it's just gonna we're just gonna come back into it happening maybe or, or some indication of that and i think we're going to see the creation of the tva again or at least like the first implementation of all of the people that we've seen already with all their minds wiped or something so i don't know there's lots of different directions that they could go in but what makes sense to me is kind of like a a reset of the tva which because um Loki and Renslayer were both pruned last episode. They're in the void, which maybe is excluded from that explosion thing that happened. Okay. So then they're going to be kind of like the main people that are still around, whereas like our Loki and Sylvie and Mobius and everyone's going to be kind of like reset. Um, And because they remember what happened before the reset, they'll be able to like kind of change things. I don't know. That's... I, I think that's what's going to happen because obviously something has to break the loop um, in order to get the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, you know, movie stuff. That's all going to happen. Um, there has to be something that allows Kang to escape the timeline to create the multiversal war again. So I think yeah. 
we're what we're seeing so far is all part of the plan to kind of when he dies reset everything so he can die again and over and over and over again but i think because of loki or sylvie or something they've introduced this element of chaos which has caused ravona to have like a heel turn and now she's going to remember everything as opposed to all the other times when she didn't I feel like I'm talking about Westworld right now. <laughs> uh, let me ask. Uh, I'm going to ask everybody the same question. Do you think in uh, two weeks from now, after episode six has uh, premiered, <gasps> that we'll be talking about a season three of Loki or <sighs> is this series? I know, Michael. I, that's why I'm not starting with you. <laughs> Michael just had somebody has to put actual <laughs> physical those paddles on Michael. We have to revive him. Uh, Nate, do you think that uh, we're going to get another season of Loki or they're going to actually this second season is what will set up whatever the first of these phase five movie events will be? I'm very on the fence because I usually yeah. always err on the side of less seasons because I would rather have quality over quantity. But I'm really enjoying the show and the team that is putting it together. So yeah. if they feel like they need another third season or another season, I'm totally in. But I think this two season format is going to really fit the story that they've laid out already. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that whatever happens is actually going to lead into the movies and not again be like a wow here's this really cool cosmic time setup and then there's just like a sprinkle reference of any of that in the next movie i'm i'm gonna be pretty bummed if that's the case so yeah either way uh, if but if i had to choose i would say i would say no i think this is the end Eric, as uh, someone who's gone on record saying that uh, they wished uh, Small Wonder, the sitcom with the <laughs> robot little girl, had gone 10 seasons in a movie, I know that you feel more seasons, more laughs, more seasons, the better, Eric. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think that they're, we're likely to get another season of Loki or that uh, you know this part of the story will end uh, two episodes from now? Well, I appreciate you reading my fan fiction of Small Wonder, uh, Christian. I really, it's good to know it's not only out there for myself, but for it. Well, it's also because when I went to your Halloween party last year, you had a signed photo from the actress who played Vicky, the little girl who was the robot. (laughs) Well, that was my costume. Uh, (laughs) So I, you remember how surprised we were when there was actually an announcement for a second season of Loki? Correct. Yeah. You know, and and so I I think in some ways, I, I, I'm lining up with Nate. Like I've enjoyed this so much that there's the hope for more. I mean, and 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 again, the 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 never-ending gift of Michael's reactions to this <laughs> is only more reason. But it it I hope honestly, as much as I've enjoyed this show, that maybe they just say okay, and thus the Council of Kangs has been created, right? I I, I yeah. think like because it, it, it would very easily explain that in terms of the MCU. I mean, the idea of so many timelines, even him turning into, you know, Capolini would, that would make sense. I don't know. To your point, David, like, yeah, if this was all by design, then there's a bit of hang in all the timelines everywhere, each one, its own variant. So I think it could work out that way. I, I, I do think the next episode might be the, everyone goes back to their old lives. So, yeah seeing uh owen wilson on his jet ski uh we can only hope for his sake yeah i I really i mean we all listen that would be the ultimate payoff is him it's gonna happen we're gonna see him on a jet ski 
If yeah, and just to interject, I agree. I agree. Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? If Nate? you see him on a jet ski, then there's definitely no season three. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I would think the last time we see him at the end of episode six, he's on the jet ski. Well, I, I or feel like well, I'm going to pitch something all along. I'm going to pitch something a little different, which is what if next episode, sort of like I don't know if you guys remember Star Trek Generations, but like the <laughs> Nexus, you send people to the place where they're happiest, and it's hard to get them out of there. So if they go back to their normal lives, if he has the jet skis in the second to last episode, and then he has to give it up to actually restore some kind of order, that feels like a, a sort of a one-two punch in terms of where this episode falls. Like, it feels like get him back into an actual right. existence of their own volition and then make them ha- do the ultimate sacrifice of giving up their sort of happiness for the greater good. So that that's my guess right now, but... So you're you're invoking Star Trek Generations, which is the <laughs> film that took the two greatest captains in the history of Starfleet. And for years, people have been clamoring to see them together. And so put them together in a kitchen to make breakfast. Yes, I hope we get to see what will it be like pie. if Mobius and Loki make a Denver omelet? I actually can't. No, wait no, 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 no. If they make key lime pie together. Oh, all right. Well, uh, uh, David, what do you think uh, we're going to see uh, next week? And uh, also, do you think these next two episodes are it for Loki? And, and of course, for the Loki sauce. Okay. So for next week, I'm going tang- to tangent off of what Nate said. I think when Loki was time shifting, mm-hmm. you know, he made the comment about he saw Sylvie back at the TVA and something bad was going on. We assume that he saw her the first time she showed up, right? When, when they, they were pruning the, the, the timelines. Yes. What if, what if what if he saw the explosion when he time shifted, and what if the Loki that pruned the other Loki is to put the Loki somewhere where he'll be safe so that he can now come back and save them, and he's he's looping himself because he knows they're all going to be killed or something whatever happens in the explosion, so he prunes the other Loki so that that Loki is safe from the explosion to then save them all uh, from the explosion. Or post explosion, wherever they ended up. So send him if, to the void. You mean David? Like send him to the void? Yeah, yeah. I think get, maybe I think they Renslayer, get the other variants. Right. I think Renslayer and she may be involved also. But Loki, I think Loki sent Loki somewhere to save Loki. I think Loki sent Loki somewhere to save everyone from the explosion that he saw coming because he was time shifting earlier and he probably saw that happening. Right. So your point is that we as the audience didn't see everything Loki saw when he was time shifting. So right. That one of the things he might have seen is that and wherever he got pruned to would be where Renslayer ended up. Uh, I believe that's what the assumption. Um, yeah. Would be, no? Unless yeah. The, unless the stick has different settings. Right. Like this one button send you to the to to uh, where he who remains lived. There's one send you to the void with Elioth. You know, who knows? I don't know if the if it only sends you to the same place. But he, he, he sent them somewhere, I think, to save him because I don't think Loki would kill Loki. Why would he? Because he knows that other Loki is a living thing. It's a living Loki. I think he sent them there because he said it's all going to make sense. Right. But then Sylvie, maybe it just died. And if he, she didn't die, then Loki knows what's going to happen to her because he knows she's going to live long enough for it all to make sense. If that makes did, sense. 
did he kill any of the other Lokis when there were so many Lokis? I, I don't believe he did, you know, in, in season one, you know, where we got alligator no. Loki and everything else. No. I, I believe, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't think he did, but that's the one time where but I felt fought, like he might have been right? in a situation where he had, he definitely fought them, but I don't think he killed anyone. Yeah. No, uh, the only one that died that I remember is classic Loki who, who Eliath ate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, um, right. And um, I'm blanking on that actor's name. Uh, uh, Alan? Is it Alan something? No, he was in with Nail and I, and and uh, I'm just just blanking. Great actor, and uh, just uh, just can't get to it. Craig uh, says at the end of the finale, I want to see Loki with a huge beard saying, "We have to go back." <laughs> it's interesting, just Rich how much uh, Richard E. Grant. I was e. about Grant, to look yeah. it up, and then it finally came to me. So uh, my apologies <laughs> to Richard E. Grant. That uh, I didn't have his name on the tip of my tongue. Friends call him Alan. Yeah, <laughs> his friends do call him <laughs> Alan. Uh, well, I guess uh, we will see uh, next week where it goes. And uh, Michael, I know you're counting down the missed minutes until then, uh, just finding out what we're going to get. And um, I'm very glad that uh, Mr. Brody messaged me to remind me that uh, I've been meaning to uh, feature this uh this article from Entertainment Weekly for several weeks because we talked about the McDonald's location, and uh, you know, so they the uh, the director talking about you know they needed a location that would be Broxton, Oklahoma, and uh, they were in the UK. So it was indeed uh, they found a restaurant from that era that had been closed, but it was not a McDonald's. So they converted it to McDonald's, and they reached out to the McDonald's Corporation, who of course was only too happy to uh, pass along, you know, some of the, the rappers and some of the signage uh, and all of that. Uh, and it, uh, you know, they, so they, it actually had the tree and, you know, all of the background things uh, that we saw. So, you know, it was one of those things that it, you know, they have an old restaurant, but it wasn't an old McDonald's, you know, and, uh, I think that it makes it more impressive than it than if it had just been, you know, some run down McDonald's that uh, that was still standing and they just had to put a new coat of paint on it to have to kind of convert it into that. I thought it was uh, it, it was very it was very impressive. And apparently McDonald's sent out some kind of like, I don't know, like a, a truck. They sent people out and they were uh, cooking food for them throughout the day. So you could tell that those apple pies were uh, actually fresh uh, when they they had them. But I just wanted to uh, tidy that up from a few weeks ago. Uh, I think, uh, uh, don't you worry, Daniel, I eventually got to Richard E. Grant, but I appreciate uh, both Daniel and Cammie Egan uh, helping me, uh, helping me out with that. Anyway, uh, that's uh, our, our thoughts on episode four. Uh, we will uh, definitely be back next week to talk episode five. You'll be back next week, right, Michael? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just uh, just wanted to make sure nothing had changed. That's our other drop. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and a uh, programming note for those watching uh, live on the uh, Geekscape YouTube channel. Uh, just uh, a little while from now. <laughs> Yours truly and Eric Connor will be doing the Geekscape book club. Can I get it to show? Yeah, we'll be uh, talking about Batman, the long Halloween, uh, which will be uh, this month's entry in the Geekscape book club. Uh, that will be at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. 
uh, you can join myself, Eric and Garrett Briones. And um, I, I still have uh, two of the 13 issues to read as we're talking, but uh, it's a, it's a fascinating uh, story. And there's a lot of, uh, I think a lot of uh, Batman lore that comes after it. Cause this story is from 95, 96. There's a lot that I, I think was inspired by this sort of like uh, Batman year one, but that's another universe. That's another show. Uh, I want to give everybody a chance to let our audience know where they can keep in touch with them. Nate, where can people find you? Oh, uh, <laughs> you can find me uh, on the internet at Dog Like Nate with two G's. And David Brody. People want to find some Brooklyn Boys. Where do they do that? Oh, they can find the Brooklyn Boys podcast on all platforms. In fact, as of December, uh, we're getting added to the Amazon platform, which I'm very excited oh. about. And uh, you can find me on social media at David Brody, B-R-O-D-Y. No G's. I, I uh, spend a lot of time podcasting, and I uh, had no idea there was an Amazon platform. So thank you for letting me know. <laughs> it, it's a it's a thing they're getting behind big time, and they reached out to us, and we're going to be on it. So I'll okay. have more details the next time uh, we talk in January. No, no one has reached out to me, but that's all right. Eric Connor. <laughs> Where can people find you uh, out back turning the crank to uh, power your router? Uh, you can find go? you can find my loud dogs, my questionable internet, my miss minutes, my Loki sauce, and my Thor mug. Man, it's a lot of visuals. You can find all. Are you going to have the pickle chips, or are you going to leave us hanging? And the pickle chips are over at Count Eric Connor. And yes, listen to the Geekscape Book Club. It's the only way Christian and I read is when there's lots of pictures. That's a fair point. It is really the uh, the only way uh, that we read. And uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. You can also find uh, a number of the shows that I do. The Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, that's the, the main show. And over on the Who Are These Podcasts YouTube channel, you will uh, be able to find the show that I do. Uh, who are these broadcasters? Uh, and in our next episode, uh, we'll have special guest uh, comedian Don Jameson. So uh, wow. please tune in for that. Wait, and, re real uh, Don Jameson or discount Don Jameson? No. Or the, variant. The, variant. The, the real Don Jameson. I, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not having uh, any, uh, any discounts. Now, uh, David, I understand from you, that yeah. uh, you have a question for Michael about uh, his his wardrobe choice. I, I do. We're doing a Marvel podcast for a show that Michael doesn't like. And I'm wondering if that's why he's wearing a DC shirt. It's a great Is it question. A silent, Let's show it off. Protest. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, those are that's the number of characters he likes it's more than cool. Loki. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's got so hundreds Is that intent? Is that intentional slap at Marvel by wearing a DC <laughs> shirt? On a Marvel podcast. No comment. No comment, <laughs> y'all. No comment. Uh, okay, well, Cam Egan with uh, with uh, something, and and I don't think that it's uh, you know I don't think it's an actual spoiler, but Cam uh, Egan wants to know what we think about uh, Kelsey Grammer possibly popping up as Beast uh, in the Marvels. Uh, look, I think that uh, Kelsey Grammer is so busy uh, tarnishing one of his legacies. I don't know that he's going to be out there uh, doing too many of them. There's only so much time in the life. Uh, and he's he's up to his eyeballs and tossed salad and scrambled eggs. But uh, it's interesting. I do like that iteration of, of Beast. And uh, Daniel wants us to know that OB explained what happened when Loki would get pruned. 
what was it? Because uh, look, I usually watch the show and I, I have to back it up because I fall asleep. So, but I, I just today I watched it right before we did the show. So I was fresh and I still don't know. So uh, Daniel, you might, uh, you might have to message me if, uh, cause there's a bit of a delay for the chat, but please let us know uh, because does anybody know what OB might've said uh, would happen to Loki if he got pruned? Would he end he said- up uh, bathed in pickle chips? No, I think he said that the time shifting would stop, right? Yeah. He said you need to get pruned, but I don't I don't recall what he said after that because if we yeah. remembered it, that would certainly help. Yeah, well, that's – but that's – a you know, I I enjoy the company of, of Daniel in the chat for a lot of reasons. One of them is that uh, he just pays better attention, and he can – he's he's much younger than me. He can keep facts in his head. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I've forgotten about already. But uh, in any case, uh, so please tune into the Geekscape book club that will be uh, in just a few short hours. Have you finished your reading, Mr. Connor? Uh, Ask me at 329. Okay, that's what I expected. All right. Daniel's got like a really specific uh, thing. So he's going to he's going to basically pass me a note uh, after study hall and uh, I will read it and share it with the class next week. Uh, and uh, that is all the time we have for this week. Uh, we will see you next week. And as the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.